Welcome to Intuition Speaks, a podcast about learning how to lean in and develop your intuitive gifts so that you can understand the messages that you've been receiving from the universe. I am Akashic Shamanic Healer, Tia Marie. My hope is that this podcast will help to uplift and inspire you on your inner path and journey to a more aligned life filled with joy. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Intuition Speaks. I am Tia Marie, your Akashic Shamanic Healer, and today I have with me a special guest, Misha Roy from Spill the Tea Sis Apothecary up in Northampton, Massachusetts. I love this shop. If you are local, you should check it out. If you're not local, but you're going to be traveling in the area, make sure you stop by. But anyways, I'll let you. So um, we we are an interesting eclectic shop. We are not your traditional out of the box metaphysical place. We are a curated collection for the modern mystic and really a fresh hot take on your connection to spirit and things that are for your life and your practice. Um, I wanted to take the construct of like going into a metaphysical shop and buying like incense out of a box that you know your mom used to like cover the pot smell in your house and like different deities out of resin that have no connection to you and wanted to take that whole construct and flip it on its head and make it things for your life in practice. We make like 40% of the store. So someone literally has touched and thought about the things that you are practicing with and like passing the baton so that it has great energy to start and you can do the rest of the work. I love it. And like one thing I want to definitely say, cause you did mention you're also an online shop. Um, Mm -hmm. But being able to go there and like feel the energy and the physical presence of the store. I've been into so many different metaphysical shops and I can just say like without like a doubt when I walk into your store, I feel calm and relaxed. And that's not always the case when I walk into other stores. You know, it's funny because um, if you go to Salem, a lot of stores there are spiced and spiced in a like weird way where you're like, I'm going to dump my entire life savings on Sage. Um, we really work hard on making it like nurturing, although like money magic space, we really have like tried to hone in on like how to be a comforting place, but still be respectful of abundance magic, if that makes sense. For me, that's a really important line. People should buy things that connect with them, but not buy things just to like neurotically buy things or, you know, addictively buy things. I've brought home entities from being in certain shops. So it's like, you don't have to worry about that shit happening where you are. It's wild because we like, we do abundance dust. We do floor sweep. Like every day, that's how we start the day. We're in Northampton. So it's high traffic and a lot of personalities. And people definitely come in here to just like soak up energy as much as buy stuff. And we really want to maintain a certain, I hate to say like level of care, but level of care. People come in here to recharge and reboot and like be in their happy space. And we hold ourselves accountable to keeping it that way. Which I thought like, what better person to talk about creating space and creating ceremony to like really taking time, especially around Valentine's Day, to 
have that centric, like love for yourself and, and creating that space for yourself. So I thought of you and I was like, all right, perfect. We're going to do this. I I do like to think of, um, I like to think of myself as someone who really is tied into what practical magic and folk healing looks like, as opposed to like Wicca or paganism or a lot of these buzzwords. Does that make sense? That's Mm -hmm. not really our speed. Um, We have like a whole wall for ancestral magic books because I really believe that people should get back to the root of what they're practicing and just figure out their connection to spirit, not like what someone told them to practice online, but really how do you meet spirit? How does spirit meet you? Where are the messages coming from? You know, some people love runes. Other people love to dig into Akashic Records like you do. Yeah. Um, But it's, I think of it like phone a friend. So like you pick up the phone and then however spirit speaks to you is on the other line. And you just have to learn how to get better at picking up the phone, knowing when to answer and like knowing when to like click over to the other line. I love that. I, for me, it's like a radio station that I tune into intentionally, you know? That makes a lot of sense. For me, it's synchronicity and then understanding synchronicity. Um, I don't know that I'm someone who gets like a lot of audible message, if that makes sense, but I do get a lot of messages and a lot of information and just have to trust that I understand what I'm receiving, which I think is one of the number one forms of self-care that anyone can do in I could scream from the rooftops about this. We sell signs that say it. You need to trust your intuition. Mm. So like number one, top of the list is to trust your own intuition. A lot of people struggle and need validation because they literally do not trust their own intuition. Yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, it's a monster that you could free yourself from, which is even crazier, right? Like if we think about in the grand scheme of things, a lot of the things that we have to recover on the road to self-love and self-understanding come from things that we actually can get away from. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I like to work on constantly. Like this is my year for transformation. I've decided like, I am going to like literally love myself, love all versions of myself, past, present, and future, and really just let go of all the resentment, the anger, the frustration that the ego kind of carries with it throughout, you know, my entire life. So, um, I would love to hear like some of the ways that you could incorporate this into your daily practice, like learning to really love and trust who you are on a individual level, even if that means learning to love that ego aspect of yourself too. Um, One of the things that I hear people do, especially in my space, and I have no problem correcting you, is that people speak really poorly of themselves. Like every day. Yeah. So you make a mistake and you're like, I'm so stupid or which it's a mistake or it's an accident. And the reality is your intelligence has nothing to do with whatever you just did. So, you know, we say these phrases like speak it into existence, but then we put ourselves down and we're like, I'm stupid and surprised you just spoke that into existence. So I really do love the phrase abracadabra. It's very old magic, but it's, I speak, therefore I am. And when we talk about self-love, literally just changing the conversation about yourself and with yourself. And I always have a mild sense of imposter syndrome because the way that I really finally got full circle with self-love is when I met my wife. And um, really for the first time in my adult life, started looking at myself through her eyes and then slowly gained this like 
level of respect and understanding that grew into genuine self-love. And it always feels very silly because it came from like falling in with someone who I've now been with for nine years, but something, literally something changed. It changed within me being able to see myself from someone who loved me genuinely without condition, without question. Um, and so, although that feels very sappy and silly, it is very genuine that that's, that was a big difference for me. And it started small, literally changing the conversation in my head from like negative self-talk to like, I am a goddess and this is the body I live in and we're going to treat it like a temple no matter what condition it's in. Just simple things like that started to change. And once that shift happened, it was really easy. But that like first, literally my entire brain process had to change. Yeah. Oftentimes when I like have a negative thought, I immediately go, oh, my ego feels this way about me, but I can choose to feel a different way. And by kind of like allowing that, I really love like the analogy that there are so many different, like kind of people within our personality. So Mm -hmm. allowing myself to have that separation of like, oh, this is how my ego feels, but I can choose to feel something different and maybe have that conversation with it that, well, you know, why would you want to feel negatively about us when we can feel more positive about it? And that's one of the ways I've been trying to work with the self-talk because I'm definitely somebody who's been guilty of that. So just kind of like having that awareness. And I, I am just as surprised as you because people are so willing to like talk negatively about themselves. And it's almost like, something we do around other people to gain sort of their like approval Mm -hmm. and like really we're not doing us a favor we're not doing the other people around us a favor and like you said we're we're creating this reality because you're saying it and then oh okay well then the person next to you heard you say that and they're going to believe that about yourself as well and they're going to treat you that way in other people's brains about us you know what i'm saying like you look like a powerhouse but you just questioned yourself and said in front of a group of people so you you know we create this persona or this energy in which we live and then we are like casting a shadow of doubt on something that we've we've earned and that's a really hard space to be in yeah a lot of time with people too and they come in here looking you know, they have a perception of what they're looking for. So they think they're coming in because they need to do love magic. And as we start talking about what they're really trying to do, like they realize they really need like peace and acceptance or they really need to heal from grief. And sometimes I always remind everyone, it's really easy to clean up your best friend's room or your your sister's room instead of your own. Like cleaning up anyone else's mess is way easier than cleaning up your own. And so getting to have those in-depth conversations in a safe space and kind of moving in the right direction and trying to give really genuine practical options that I think people will realistically refuse. It's like prescriptions, you know, if they give you a 10 step prescription at the doctor, the likelihood that people do it is like zero to none. Right. If they give you something you can realistically like incorporate into your daily life, people will probably use it. Yeah. And sometimes that's just a pocket stone. Oh, I love that. What's your favorite pocket stone? That is a very complicated um, <laughs> ask um, me, considering how much stones we carry. But mm-hmm. I will forever be a fan of strawberry quartz. Ooh. It's like 
the empowered version of Rose Quartz. It's grown up. She's glowed up. She values herself. She knows her self-worth. Um, she's love and light, but no bullshit. Like Rose Quartz. I think of it like the grown-up big sister who really has like found her own and come into her own power. I I would have never thought of it like that. But now that you say it like that, I'm like, ooh, that sounds spicy and sounds like I need to go find mine. <laughs> <laughs> we just brought in a million hearts for Valentine's Day because oh. I really wanted, I wanted you guys to be penguins. I wanted you to give other penguins little stones and ask them to love you in such a like nice natural way instead of something very hallmark and nonsense. Mm. Um, and it's ever evolving for us. We really have strived to be like safe space and heart centered space and space where we have a large queer following because we're queer owned. And so I really want to take some of the nonsense out of holidays and remind people of why we give and what the spirit of giving really looks like whether it's to yourself or to someone else it really should come from like the right space and the right intention mm-hmm. and at the end of the day that matters I don't care if you buy a $300 pair of crystal wings or you buy a $4 sticker it's really about thinking about the person thoughtfully and thinking about what they love and not what impact the gift is going to have right it's more the energy of the thoughts that went into exactly. it prior. I love that. It's more about thoughtful gifting and really inspiriting the energy of gifting. Yeah. So in talking about gifting, what are some of the ways that we can like give to ourselves, not necessarily in material ways, but, um, you know, we were talking a little bit prior to getting on about really creating space for ritual so it all comes back to that like real folk magic practical magic real ritual and for me i actually start every single day sometimes i have two minutes while i'm peeing on the toilet and sometimes i have a solid 30 where i actually get to sit and light a few candles uh my wife jokes she's like am i waking up is it seance morning again <laughs> like she wakes up and the bedroom just lit up with candles um not surprisingly, candle magic is kind of one of the things that I really love. So I really like to get time. I like to check in. I like to get a moment to speak with my deities and guides. I like to firmly ask for the things I need today. Some days I need obstacles to be removed. Some days I need harmony and peace. Some days I need the strength to do X, Y, and Z. Whatever it is, I want that space to ask for it. Mm. And asking for it I'm really like speaking that into existence and it's really easy to make that space even if you don't have an altar Um, other really successful ways are to write them down so if like being in your own head and speaking to those guides like isn't the path for you paper is paper and pens magic you're you know you're writing it out you're really being specific and clear about what you want And like, you can fold it up, put it under a candle. I don't care if it's from the Dollar Tree, write that bad boy down and let it do the work. I love that. I like because it's like the crock pot of magic. It's like set it and forget it. So like you write it, you tell it what to do. And then let me watch fly, you let it do it. That's so easy. And the funny thing is, is like, I think now with everything that's out there and the like accessibility of like videos and so many people are trying to teach what they're teaching. It's like, you have to make it complicated. You have to do all these steps. You have to have all these tools. You have to do all these rituals. You have to call in all these people and energies and like something so simple as like writing it down and putting it under a candle. 
Um, I mean, we do a lot of floor sweep here. We sell floor sweep and ritual salt. And the reality is like, even just the act of saying, my house feels like trash. Here's some basil and rose to make it feel better. And sweeping the energy out of the door is like, first of all, it's like old school folk magic, no matter where you come from, okay? <laughs> it's like really getting back to those roots. And number two, it's easy, it's accessible. I don't care what kind of herbs you have in your cabinet, confirm the properties and you're good to rock. It's really that simple. We're doing a spring cleaning kind of magic event this spring. So we have two of them. One, we're letting people come in and swap decks. So we will sage them and cleanse them and give you a ticket. And each year ticket represents another deck you could take from the, the pile. Ooh. And so our other spring cleaning event is we're actually having everyone bring all their old herbs they don't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. And then we're actually going to make like a batch of floor, floor sweep, a batch of ritual salt and like dish it out so everyone who brought can take. You're making me want to clean my house because I didn't even know about floor sweeping and it sounds like something I do almost every day with a dog. So I should probably make it magical, right? So simple. And you can use anything for floor sweep. I let whoever opens the register in the morning pick the abundant sweep for the day or like if it was a really busy weekend, especially around Christmas, and there's just like a ton of people and a ton of muggles and it's really mixed energy. Um, <laughs> then we're a little more like lavender and selenite dust and sage, you know, um, but they have properties. And so you can use those properties across ritual. You know, one of my favorite tricks is literally an old teacup saucer or a top of a mason jar and putting ritual salt in it and, or whatever kind of herbs you want to work with and then putting a tea light in a tin. So you're like surrounding magic with magic. Ooh. Yeah, that. So there's so many like simple, easy ways to incorporate like small little rituals into your system. And yeah, and magic. And it doesn't have to be super complicated. It can be two minutes. I like to open the Akashic Records when I'm in the shower or if I'm like, in the sauna, like whenever nobody's like bothering me, like that's a good time to do it. There are so many opinions between people who work in the store, people who visit the store, even my staff and my spouse and everybody around me, right? There are so many people with so many opinions that when I get space to just have my own thought, <laughs> I really appreciate it. For me, that is like one of the highest forms of self-care is actually having space to have my own thought, honor that thought, and then bring other people into it. Yeah. And I know most of my listeners are like very busy women, their moms, they're like taking care of their parents, you know, they're taking care of patients, they're taking care of everybody except for themselves. Um, so not to call you all out, but really no, we're just, calling you out. we're calling you out. We're calling you out taking that time to honor yourself every day and finding what works for you. If it's an extra minute before you leave the house, if it's waking up a little bit earlier to have like that alone time in the shower, anything. I like, I had a conversation with someone a week or two ago who was in here and she was saying that she just had no space. And I said, what are you doing on your ride to work? Are you in the car by yourself? Do you have three minutes? If you have three minutes, talk to you. Like, I, um, 
I've worked, I've studied a lot of things and worked in a lot of places. So I have a very eclectic practice. And so part of my ritual every day, and it starts with, even if I talk to no one else, every morning I talk to Ganesh. I call him in. He's the great remover of obstacles. He is patron saint to artists, which is my existence. And every morning, without fail, even if I have 10 seconds to myself, that is the person I call in for the day. Even if I don't get to everybody else on my list. And I generally have a roster of four to five who I work with at any time. Um, sometimes I have to put people on the shelf for a while because like it just might not be the space I'm in right now but I definitely am someone who works with multiple deities and I am not someone who has like dedicated my life to one deity although for the last year since we got into this magic shop I really have been working with Hecate very seriously and she gives as much as she asks for she doesn't play doesn't play around but <laughs> even if it's 10 seconds in the car I don't actually care um honestly like I am the worst about actually just like when I get to brush my own teeth being like mm, today we're gonna uh so even those 10 seconds it doesn't really matter what it looks like mm. it just has to be 10 seconds where you can genuinely be by yourself and have genuine communication and request things and I guess the the second portion of that is be very direct and candid and frank and honest with what you are asking for don't ask for nonsense. Don't ask for your kids to clean their room. That's part of their journey. That is not part of your journey. Um, even if it affects you. Really ask for things that are within your control. Asking someone to like make your husband stop cheating is not real. It's just not. It's not realistic to ask the universe to help you have your husband stop cheating. It's really realistic to ask to hold your boundaries and make space for things that are okay in your existence. So that's the other component of getting the space to ask for what you need and making that part of your practice, which is the most simplest ritual because it's 10 seconds by yourself. You need nothing but your own mind and thoughts. Hmm. I think a lot of us are even afraid to ask the people in our lives for what we need. And for a really long time, I would wake up early. I would do everything for my husband who would sleep in. And I finally got to the point where I was like, look, I love you very much here's the bare minimum I'm willing to do for you every morning. So you can have your few minutes to sleep in, but you're kind of on your own for the rest of the things. So <laughs> I kind of put that boundary down because I had to, I was like, I'm waking up earlier and earlier and you're asking me for more and more things. And I'm not getting the time that I'm waking up earlier for. So being like in your worth, to ask for what you need, not just from the energies and the spirits and the guides that you work with, but like the people in your life. I think sometimes it's important to just like genuinely speak. And so I know that we have a really hard time asking for what we need, but I always tell people like the old gods aren't dead. You just aren't listening. Mm. And it's the same thing as like um, self-worth and appreciation like didn't end. You just stopped living it. So even if you're met with someone saying they cannot give you what you're asking for, there is no harm in asking for it. Right. Even if they say like, that doesn't work for me or I can't do that or that's not something I have to give, there's actually no harm in asking for it. Like yeah. there are definitely times when there are things I need. And I do not think that with all the other things my spouse is juggling that like realistically it's something she has to give me right now. And 
knowing that no doesn't is like not an act of someone not loving you or not caring it's them having their own boundaries too right and finding the space in between that where you can make things work exactly there have been mornings where I was like guess you're gonna go buy your lunch today (laughs) you know that is like such a basic thing that should not be a real issue please don't have Although I am desperately trying to actually pack a salad and this week with the snow days, I am oh for three. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's, um, there's always tomorrow. <laughs> there is always tomorrow. We also, we are in a city that really is trying to revitalize and like, I wouldn't say there's great lunch options. I mean, and also I love to eat Asian food, but I can only eat like miso soup so many days. Mm. Yeah. So, and at some point it's going to be hot again. So, or, you know, and I won't want to eat the same things. So our city is really trying to like come back. And in some ways it's doing a great job and there are a lot of people really dedicated to it. And in other ways, there are definitely like strategic spaces that people are underserved. Yeah. Or that you like still cannot get X, Y, or Z in Northampton. People are always surprised that we actually have a really cool kids section because with the exception of like cedar chest and a to z there's not great kid options in northampton mm-hmm. we just have magic ones where it's like actually your spirit animal <laughs> i think that kids should be involved with magic at a young age because they are so magical they're so open they have not been conditioned by all the nonsense that makes you have to re-go on a self-love journey at 35 and so (laughs) they're still like so open so when kids come to our shop we give them a free crystal we talk to them about whatever they want um my mom was in here the other day and someone came in with her little girl and she wanted two dinosaur stuffed animals and the little girl said to the mom they're already best friends how can we leave one of them and i was like you got that down early. I love that. Yeah. I mean, so I, when my son was six years old, he asked me for Christmas, if he could get attuned to Reiki, I was like, what? (laughs) Mind blown. Okay. And then, um, he's been telling me lately, he experiences what I believe he's describing to being like astral projection and, uh, remote viewing. So I'm like, cool. And I'm encouraging these things. And I think that it's important when your kids talk to you that you like relate to them on their level and you like acknowledge them and you give them the tools of self-love and acceptance because if you are immediately like oh no that's so dangerous don't do that or like you know oh okay yeah whatever you're making it up then they kind of get led down that path where all the magic kind of starts to fade really early in life and that's just such a dull and boring existence to kind of I mean, those are the kids I see struggle a lot as teens and 20-somethings here in the shop who are trying to reconnect and find something that they they know they're connected to. They just don't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on these, like, internal compasses looking for a quest of something that they literally cannot get back to. And so that's part of the reason why we started with an ancestral magic collection that 
I mean, candidly, we span from Italian folk magic to, you know, Appalachian trail magic to um, a spiritus, the Puerto Rican mediumship. And we really have tried to bring in an eclectic mix of where you can go, not your traditional like Scott Cunningham Wicca book for beginners, but a fair amount of different stuff because people really need, if all they're learning is how to connect ancestrally, they need the space to be seen. Mm. And that's those kids who end up disconnected. That is what those adults look like or those teenagers when they come to my door is they're just trying to figure out how to get back to something that makes sense or something that makes them feel connected. It doesn't even matter where they're connecting to. They just want to connect. Yeah. And like, I'm like having flashbacks in my mind, like, wow, like what a difference it would have made if I had like those feelings validated in me as a young child, because my inner child's like, you were just like him. You were saying you were like seeing spirits and things like that. And it was like, oh no, you're just making that up. You have an imagination things have changed a lot too. I mean, we live in a different age and in some ways I think that's better. And in some ways, candidly, it's not. I mean, our intense connection to social media and feeling like we constantly have to answer is, I actually think is a disservice to us, especially our connection to nature, our connection to spirit. Mm. But there are spaces like this now. I mean, I don't think there's a million spaces like us. I think we do have a hybrid model, but there are places where kids can actually learn things. I just get concerned with, they have so much access to information they candidly don't need. Mm. And we come back to that witch talk aesthetic, which makes them believe like magic isn't just picking flowers out of your garden and offering it to the deity you're working with. You know, sometimes it's really that simple. And when we like, God, if you don't have this athame I got from this one shop online where they actually dip it in moon water, they saved from seven moons ago it's not real and that that's just nonsense that's all marketing and posturing and candidly bs and i i have a fundamental issue with that yeah you know, I most love people start magically with like stuff they find at goodwill or whatever they have accessible i love when you can create magic out of stuff you already have because it's like you're creating something out of what felt kind of like nothing to you before. And then you're just making something that's like tenfold more powerful than like the ingredients were separately. Um, well, that's because the magic ingredient is actually you as a conduit to spirit. Yes. I love that. I did like a fertility, um, ceremony for a woman years ago. And I literally like, was like, all right, spirit, give it to me. Like, what, what do I need? And they were like, you need this, 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 and this. And then on her end, she needed to get like a rosemary plant and she needed to like, let it grow and steep tea out of it every couple like weeks. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's so easy. Well, it is. I mean, genuine magic and ritual is really easy that's the whole purpose is that it is actually easy and it's accessible and the accessibility i think is what here in this space we are reiterating 
is it is time to get back to a place where everyone has the right to practice. You don't have to teach everyone how to do it, but you have the right to do it yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like scared of witchcraft, but it, it doesn't like mean anything about you. You know, they make it mean this thing. A lot of people come in here and they're like, oh my God, it's a witch shop. It's as close as we're going to get to Salem. And the reality is, yes, we're about as cool as you're going to get in Salem. We really worked hard to do that. We actually went on a, on a tour of Salem to make sure we were really carrying like all the cool things that we wanted to, with the exception of like things we just need more space for. We have a pretty eclectic mix of genuine ritual stuff. Um, but people get lost does that make sense? They just get lost in the accessibility. Yeah. They think they, they have to have like this lineage or like this deep working knowledge of how everything works. But sometimes I feel like the best magic is like the things you come upon by accident. I totally agree. Because that's, that's like, spirit or whatever deity that you work with is like actually leading you onto your path of inner power. And that's part of the reason we really have made sure to be very clear about the verbiage that we use and just kind of the language that we use around here. You know, we are, first of all, we are curated and we're for the modern mystic. We are not for we don't have to be for everyone. And honestly, I don't care that we're not for everyone. We really are, are focused on real ritual, practical magic, genuine connection. That is our whole bag here and really bringing back folk magic. Yeah, I love, I love it. There's just so much to look at and examine. I've gotten tinctures from your shop. I love your candles. Ooh, can we talk more about the candles that you curate? Um, yeah, actually. I'm literally sitting next to Jess while we're doing this as she's pouring them and everything smells amazing because she just poured uh, Queen of Hearts, which is one of our Valentine's Day ones. And it smells amazing. Tell me how you got the idea to start making your own candles and like what you put into them and things like that. Um, so this is kind of a, a wild ride. So I used to buy a million candles. Like I'm talking about going back to when you would go to any corner magic shop and they carried those like angels influence manifest a miracle those like you know those pillar ones or sometimes they came in votive mm -hmm. those were like my ride or die I would do the money blonde thing I had which is green I would do the teal angels influence and I would do the pink manifest a miracle and those were kind of my standard ones and I ended up buying a lot of candles and like a few people I was following were making candles and I had so many that we had at my house just with help the candle store it was like a drawer of candles and she like what do you need out of the candle store and I, so eventually we started having these conversations because a lot of candles would either not burn well or candidly they were like legitimate fire hazard mm. and that's that's really an issue um for small businesses legally if otherwise it's actually an issue uh especially because a lot of people don't have insurance or like their business is not established enough for that and so Jess said to me, like, these are cool and I understand why you want them, but like, this can be done so much better. My other half is actually a retired executive chef. Um, she was for about 18 years. She's very good at recipe and science. And I am very good at the magic and like putting the design together and coming up with the label and like the whole product. And so we actually started 
doing this because she was like, I think we can do this better. And so it started really small. It started with some tea lights and I think we were, we were in, took a while to find the standard jar that we, we work with now. That was not an easy process. And quality candle making is not an easy process. It is actually a science that you have to learn. It's not like, I know we just want it to be magic, but it actually is, our product is the marriage of magic and science, which is Jess makes a physically superior candle because she's worked really hard to learn how to do that. And now does that really well. I work really hard to figure out like what intention you guys truly want and what kind of fragrances actually evoke that and what combinations of herbs and crystals like not that I'm reinventing the wheel but I want to bring you things and I want the, it to have a story and a reason why this came to me. So all of our candles are organic coconut soy actually coconut apricot soy it's one of the best soy boxes on the market. We use a woodwick and we use what they call clean fragrance oil. So it's a hundred percent clean product. I love that. And that means it's dog safe. It's pet safe. There's not smoke on your ceiling. All of those like nonsense things don't happen with these candles and they get like 30 to 50 hours burn time. It's a ridiculous amount of burn time on an intention candle. Actually, we had to bring in tea lights and smaller stuff because people want quick spell works and there's no quick spell with these babies. <laughs> So we, we actually have to, like, we dip our own chime candles now and just pours tea lights and we had no choice but to do that because of this. <laughs> it's like, these are marathon magic candles. They're not for your like quick magic. You write that as a review for the website. Thank you. I'm just going to quote you. Tia Marie says, these are marathon magic candles. Um, yeah. So that was kind of how we got there. And, you know, it takes effort to learn about things in the candle making industry, like clean fragrances and how you can make sure something's certified clean. I'm someone who cannot step inside Yankee Candle and we have 30 different scents here and the smell doesn't bother me. And I'm someone who can definitely get a headache from like over chemical smells. So we must be doing something right. Yeah. And I can say like, when I light your candles, there there's so much energy that comes out of these. It's not it's not just a candle. Like I feel like they talk to me a lot too. <laughs> They're very talkative candles. Um, but the energy that comes out of them, I don't know. I had the calm one, but I, oh, soothe your. Oh, I can see them on all of your. <laughs> um, and it's funny. Cause like, I have no problem with there being call out candles. So what happens is someone comes in here, they literally decide they want they want a candle to bring them a man. And then we have a conversation, they smell them and they end up with something totally different. So I tell, cause we offer wholesale for small businesses and we retail. And so I always tell everyone, let the candle sell itself. Let the person make the connection. Like it's intuitively made. Someone actually like worked hard to make this product. Let the candle and the person connect because I promise you they will find the right one for them. Oh yeah. It's really simple, but you have to let them connect with it. So you see that one in the background. <laughs> I do. I see at least two black jars in the background. Yeah. I, uh, the soothing, I can't read the label, but it's the, the soothing one. That one is amazing. Yeah. Whenever I'm doing like high intense energy work with like, uh, somebody who's just really intense and I need to dial it back, that one's on. I'm like, all right, otherwise we're not going to get anywhere. 
there's some other things we've learned over time too, because we make a lot of candles. Jess makes between 150 and 400 candles a week. Wow. And when she does a pour of tea lights, you're talking about 2000 plus tea lights. We don't pour any less. So like she won't pour if she's in a bad mood. Like we try to put high energy music on. She comes in here and does it in the right space. Um, we don't mess around just because so many people use it for ritual and practice. Then there are things that like over time we have evolved into doing and not doing. So I'm sure this comes to no surprise to anyone, but by the time we're through the holidays, like neither of us want to smell pumpkin spice or peppermint mocha again. Like, <laughs> mentally need the reprieve from those scents. But we also get to talk to people about things that they forget. So like we all call ourselves a basic bitch when we love pumpkin spice, but like cinnamon and anise and, you know, clove and cardamom are like, happiness they are literally happiness love abundance in incarnate so my favorite i love those smells um one of my favorites that we carry was like an accidental so we also try to limit so we have like a core of things that i feel like people really need in their existence and i got tired of the bs like when you see candles they're just like love and light that means nothing mm. i want intention that means something i want you know, one of our best sellers is Self Love Club, which we've had since almost the beginning. It was one of the first 10 candles we poured. Mm. I need um, that one. <laughs> I, you haven't come for Valentine's Day run yet. So, and I haven't seen your other half either. So I'm not really. <laughs> That's why we brought in so many crystal roses so we can have roses that don't die. Oh, I'm definitely making my way up to your shop. Um, but aside from that, that is like a great example. What you said, like when you're doing the work, you're showing up in the energy that you want to amplify. And like, how many times are we showing up for ourselves, but we're in a pissy mood? Like, oh, I'm doing this self-care, but I'm in a bitch. Like, yeah, feel your mood, but like show up for yourself. Like it's not, it's not free lunch. You know, if you go to your husband's game or your kids play and you smile because it's the right thing to do and because you want to support them and people don't want to be supportive with trash energy. So same difference. When you do something for yourself, if you don't have the space to do it, don't do it. Do it when you have the space to do it from the right energy. Yeah, I like that because it's just like, trying to cover up garbage with something that feels so fake and forced it almost is not even worth putting the energy into doing it it's like a double negative you've just canceled out the good effort you put in with negative energy and that's not to say like don't take care of yourself if you are not feeling it but like maybe you're not like in a bubble bath energy. Maybe you're like sitting in the tub while the shower's running and crying energy. And that's okay. Like show up wherever you are. But like when you want to do these like rituals for yourself to show yourself love, like actually be in it. Don't just be like, I'm just going through the motions just so I can say I did it today and check it off my list. Like be really like focused and intentional and, sh and show yourself that you're showing up for yourself. Well, you have to, I mean, 
it's like doing half the thing, you know, you're just not, if you're going to put the effort in, especially because it's for you, then you have to do the whole thing. And like I said, sometimes all I get for my self-care rituals are 30 seconds while I'm peeing. Oh my God. One of my favorites is when the day is totally overwhelming in the shop and there's too many staff and I actually just go pee by myself. <laughs> I know that parents and busy people will get that like just going to the bathroom by yourself for 30 seconds to a minute sometimes is everything. It is. I literally like, I work a job where I don't really get breaks. I make the breaks though. And it's like, I don't care if I'm five minutes behind, I'll make it up. I don't really care, but I'm going to go hide in the bathroom because my last patient just screamed in my face and bit me. And I need that five minutes. (laughs) I don't even have to pee. I'm just going in there. I just need the five minutes of peace and coming. I really understand that in a way that I, in a way that I don't think most people do. Yeah. yeah. What are some good rituals when you are feeling it and you have the time and, you know, maybe you can like set it at like a specific time in the month. Like what are some really good things to like kind of dive into and really indulge in? Um, we do full moon and new moon service. Cause I really want space where people can genuinely learn. Mm-hmm. And for me, part of that can be so obnoxiously simple. Um, it just looks like lighting a candle, calling in the directions and creating teaching and learning space. So in your own practice, I want to say, first of all, Rose is your friend. I'm a big fan of herbs and like even tea ceremony for yourself is a really good basic thing. Um, You literally can make yourself a cup of tea. I always light a candle because that's just who I am. Um, You stir candle, you stir tea clockwise to bring in what you want to bring to you. Mm. So literally, you know, we watch Practical Magic and she like lets go of the spoon and just keeps stirring for her. But like for a real sister, like actually stir tea intentionally to bring what you want to bring to you. Oh, I love that. And you can even have like a fancy, I've seen them, the ones with like the little crystal on the end of it. Those are so cute. Um, We have those and I love them so much. We also have ones by another woman on brand called Goddess Provisions. And we carry sun and moon spoons and they're my favorite. Ooh, what are the difference? Well, moon energy is very different than sun energy. You know, sun is like love and light and happiness. Mm-hmm. and moon energy you know a lot of people petition the moon it there's not there's a sense of like solitary night and day people are different people mm-hmm. they're very different people they both have it's funny because i still think of the moon as abundance and manifesting energy more manifesting mm-hmm. so but sun energy is really like abundance and light. It's very different spaces. I also yeah. love that the moon gives you the space. You know, we have a blend called Only the Moon Knows, which is really for moon petitioning. And it comes because another friend who is owns another shop said to me, like, only the moon knows my secrets. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like the third or fourth candle we ever poured. And um, actually Chrissy Taylor out of Oregon and Bella Luna. So she carries her candles too. And so only the moon knows came from Chrissy Taylor. Um, 
a lot of our stuff like actually has a story and a place it connects to storytelling is like such a rich thing to do and that's i mean that's how we used to teach magic and mysticism is actually by story you just heard it over and over again until you remembered it I love that. I'm learning in my Kundalini yoga teacher trainings that like our left side of our body is our moon side and the right side is the sun side. So it's a lot of that both have abundance, right? So both like, with, yeah, with the abundance of the feminine receiving and then the abundance from the masculine, like movement and doing Oh, I love that. And incorporating that, like if you had a tea at the beginning of the day, that was for stir it just stir it clockwise if you do nothing else and you know you can make ritual better in very small ways like get a cute teacup get a spoon you like to stir with i realize that everything doesn't come back to getting but like one of the most powerful things i can think of is my dad passed last year and i still have teacups that were in his office Mm. and so like use things that have reverence and connection yeah. We're back to that like witchy upcycling again. Yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned that because after my grandparents passed away, I found in a cabinet a tea set and like nobody else wanted it. And I was like, oh, like I felt like they had never taken it out. They never used it. It yeah. was like for me that whole time. Well, bring me a teacup and I'll pour you an ancestral magic candle and you can connect. I love it. <laughs> I have no problem doing that. That's perfect. So yeah, it's just simplifying things. It doesn't have to be crazy. You can light a candle, you can stir your tea, you can uh, like just connect through talking or writing or just intentional, like through your heart space and like really just making that space for yourself, allowing, I think that's one thing women struggle with. And I don't mean to overgeneralize, but I know this is something I've always struggled with is taking up space. We're always taught like compartmentalize, you know, don't take up space. Don't be in people's way. Don't, don't show too much and like allow yourself to to do the opposite. I don't think that people want to take up space. (laughs) I think we get lost in that yeah so, take up space I never have a problem with being louder I mean I'm not sure everyone loves it but I never have a problem with speaking talking about things talking about what's right and if nothing else opening the space for people yeah sometimes we need they have so many questions and they just want safe spaces where they feel like people are going to talk and give them honest answers and not nonsense. Oh, I loved it. I walked into your shop. This is my first experience, right? I walked into your shop. You guys weren't even open. <laughs> you were like, we're not open right now, but you're welcome to look around. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm really sorry, but I just have to be in here right now. And I remember we just had like, this exchange and conversation. And I was like, oh my God, I like know you somehow. And you're like, oh yeah, I've seen you. And like, it was just, I felt really welcome there. Whereas like a lot of spaces, you know, you worry about people like overreading your energy or like kind of trying to pry. And like, it just felt so 
it felt like a space where you hold space for everyone who comes into your shop and like, you're just allowed to be, you're allowed to take up as much space as you want in there. And it just feels like home when you go in there. We wanted something different. We wanted something substantially different. We also, I'm tired of old guard things. You know, I'm tired of metaphysical spaces that don't feel safe. I am tired of businesses that don't treat people well. You know, there were just things that I really, as someone who's owned a gift shop, gift shop before, or, you know, retail space, we wanted to have a different conversation and we wanted practical things. We don't want to sell you nonsense. Um, so I think that's part of why we got to that place is just, you should come in and get to have your own experience. And we want to provide that. People want experience shopping again. And one of my big problems with a lot of metaphysical shops is that people are all about the metaphysical and not about the business. And you do actually have to treat it like a business. You have to listen to people. You have to order things they want. You have to genuinely care about your customer and the quality of their experience. That's not always the case. So it's, we wanted something different. I, I can't say that firmly enough, but in a, as many ways, is that I wanted a different experience for people. And, you know, are there times when people ask me for things we don't have and they're disappointed? Sure. But for the most part, we really try to listen and give honest feedback and not sell people on anything. Actually, it's funny because sometimes like older men will come in with their wives and their wives want to buy a candle and they'll be like, you're a really good salesperson. And I'll be like, I don't want to sell you anything. I don't have to sell you anything. If you love it, you will buy it. And if not, the next person will. And that's fine. Yeah. I, I genuinely actually don't think that you should buy anything you don't want to buy here. You don't like it? Don't buy it, sir. <laughs> I love that. I went in there with my husband and he was like, he normally is one of those people who will be like, I'll wait outside. But I think he was like, going crazy. You had some like nightmare before we had a good time together. Yeah. I remember him picking up a few things too. And you were like, you're buying stuff. I remember that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you want to get that? He's like, oh yeah. And he was just like, oh, what's that? And like, he was genuinely like into the experience, even though like, he kind of thinks my woo woo stuff is weird. You know, he's like nice about it, but he's just like, oh, I, that, that's like your thing. But he was like totally into it. There's something for everyone in there. It was like, he loved the soap. He loved the cups. There was like just stuff. He was like, oh yeah, you can keep shopping. That's fine. I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> reason we decided to be a metaphysical boutique and not a typical metaphysical store which is you know people discount things that are not like a mortar and pestle or a crystal or an athame out of the metaphysical realm and the reality is a purse with your power animal is just as empowering and metaphysical as you know we have stained glass with cardinals which are messengers and so many people connect to that feeling of loss and needing messages like we have things that maybe your typical metaphysical space doesn't have, but they're the kind of things that you go and buy at TJ Maxx because your favorite power animal bought it. Yeah. I was cracking up because when I was going through my like 
um, doing my journeying with uh, the magic mushrooms, I created a, an energy attunement for it. And I was listening to that every day for like three months. I like walked into your shop and like, there was so many mushroom things in there that weren't there before the last time I was there. I was like, Oh, hello. So Jess and I joke because we had an Etsy and we used to hand paint ornaments. And this one Christmas, we must've painted 75 chicken ornaments. The world is wild and things trend so hard. And this year it was all mushrooms all the time. We still have a mushroom magic book and we have less mushrooms than we had at Christmas, but I want to say there are like 80 people with matching mushroom purses in Western Massachusetts at this point. <laughs> That's amazing. It's wild. It's wild that so many people want the same purse. It's totally fine. I just had to restock a mushroom magic book for like the sixth time. Yeah. And the thing I love about your shop is like, when you go in there, you can actually touch everything. Like there's not like this, oh, you can't open the books or like everything's in the cellophane plastic. You have like every single one of the decks that you sell there is open, which I thought was amazing. I've gotten a few decks from your shop and like I've gotten decks before where I've opened it and I've been disappointed because I was like, I don't, I don't connect with this. I assume most of those decks are what we'll get back when we do a spring cleaning deck swap is decks that people bought other places that they didn't get to meet first. Um, but I want you to have metaphysical tool first dates. I want you to meet them and make sure they speak to you. I wouldn't buy anything that didn't speak to me. Yeah. And like, what a great practice, even just like to have a deck that you connect with that, you know, you pull from every day and you just have one card to reflect on, like while you're stirring your tea. For kids decks, because believe it or not, kids decks are like nearly impossible to get good quality, easy. And because there's so little of them, they get jacked up in price. And we carry like a wellness deck. We actually just got in a baby yogi deck with Ganesh on the front. So it had to come in. We have um, a princess oracle deck. So if you really want, it's an affirmation deck. So if you really just want to start, if you want to give your muggle sisters kids an oracle deck, you give them a Disney princess deck. <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah, it's it makes just... it successful. All it does is create more space. All it is is creating space. I agree. Even if like we use words like affirmation instead of manifestation, it still gives them the space to have the practice of pulling cards. And then when they're 20 years old, they'll buy a rider weight and they'll be comfortable with the practice. Yeah, that's so important. And just taking that pause, like it's more, it's more the pause than anything, than even the card that you're pulling. Or the message, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people are very concerned on the message and honestly, like some days at the end of the day, it aligns. Some days at the end of the day, not so much, but regardless, it's the effort of pulling said card. And the way that I love to read um, Oracle cards is like, I basically throw the books away. <laughs> I'm just like, um, the books can have so much info and stuff in it that you're like, your brain kind of gets too much into it. I just like really want my soul to tell me what it has that have really good info books. So have you ever seen the Crow Tarot deck? No. It's by MJ Cullen, I believe. And we actually have her um, Midnight Animal Night Watcher deck that came out this year. 
And I personally love that deck. And every time I read the descriptions, I get read for filth. So her actual like description of all the cards is just spot on and super in depth. I think some people phone at home and they don't care. Some people really care. And I think that that's a big difference between some decks. Yeah. Yeah. I like when they kind of just speak to you though. That's, that's me. Like I, I have that ADHD brain and that imagination and that connection to spirit. So I'm like, okay, spirit, you tell me what I need to know. Um, um, the thing about me is over the top. And so I really like decks that read me, that read me for filth. That is my favorite kind of deck. <laughs> I, want to, I want like call out city when I pull cards and it's really meaningful. I remember that like last time we have upstairs we have an upstairs space and in there there's a divination room and we have like a debt copies of decks that we don't have in stock anymore go up there as well as some that we've had donated and so the mj deck was up there and we were playing with it and it pulled out a pentacles card that was actually like a nine or ten of pentacles and it was like in this space like you were not just making abundance for yourself but for everyone else as we were like adding more staffing hours to the holidays and i was like okay call out city i see you seeing me i love it <laughs> being willing to call yourself out but in love right um I think that there is a validation sometimes and I'm a person who really likes validation I just like although I want to be someone who constantly trusts my intuition I like two or three signs that are affirming or confirming yeah. and that's just where I'm at in my path and process. I just really, like, I want the signs to align. I want to see five, 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 17 times this week. I want, like, those are the things that make me feel like the info is concrete. Yeah. And then just honoring whatever that process looks like. Yeah, I agree. Because That's like true. what you need for signs, not the same as what somebody else needs. No, not at all. I mean, um, my spouse needs like no signs, like whatever information I feel like she gets is like very firm for her. And she's, she also is the one who always says to me, like, well, I told you that the first time <laughs> <And then I laughs> validation to like be on the same page. She generally like knows before I do, if that makes sense, or has faith in the information before I do. That's a better descriptor. She probably she like feels it in her body, whether it's true or not. Like some of us just have that innate, like our body is like this tuning fork and either it like resonates with you or it doesn't. Like that. I am much more like, I would like three doves in the window, seven, seven, <laughs> like angel numbers everywhere. Also, could you make something synchronous walk through the shop door? That is more my speed. <laughs> I love that. Everywhere. I'm that horrible meme where it's like, angel numbers are everywhere. And you're still over here. Like, can I have a sign please? <laughs> My favorite is when I'm having a really shitty day and I'm in a pissy mood and I see all the signs. I'm like, you know, really? Go really? Away. Go away. I'm like you're full of it. You're just, you're just doing this to piss me off now. Um, yeah, I really work hard not to live in that space, but I do need multiple forms of this is obviously what's supposed to happen. And I can't tell you why I need that. I just know that where I'm at on my path and my journey, that is where I'm at right now. And that it does show up for you. So it works out. It and people laugh because this is a magical place. And they're like, I came in. I have been looking for this item for six months. I can't believe it's here. 
<laughs> it found you. <laughs> just walked into the portal of light we created. So here you go. <laughs> oh, I love that. Description of this place. Yeah. So aside from candles, books, um, other, you know, ritual tools, anything else you want to talk about the space, you have like the healing exchange. So we have an upstairs space and we, we had to get an upstairs space because so many of you like coming to full moon circle (laughs) that literally we grew out of full moon circle in our storefront in 30 days of opening. Um, and so we now have a roster of classes. We just listed them on our Facebook and the catalog for spring will be available in about a day or two. And so, which will be by the time this airs. So you will definitely, um, have access or link to it by the time this airs. So, um, we're actually going by a quarter now to give people a little bit of a heads up in time, because honestly, every time the full moon's over, then I'm posting the next full moon. It just comes out as like the speed of light. Uh, but so now we have full moon and I really want to live from a space where we get to empower people who work with us and empower um, other people to feel firm and confident in the ritual work they do. So we have started letting someone else who has worked for us and really earned her stripes, Kaya Fox, runs New Moon now because I can honestly only be the head goddess in charge in so many spaces. And with running upstairs and opening it as a healing center and running downstairs, it's time to let other people step in a little. Um, So Kaya runs New Moon. We work with Cristiano here in town and he runs an event every month that is on the third Thursday called Queer Coven. And Queer Coven is really like a metaphysical meetup for people who fall in both the queer or Um, allyship space and magical and just creates space for people to have conversation and community then we run a reiki circle which is kind of like a reiki and mixed modality circle it's a share we do it normally around the third tuesday of the month um my mom who actually is a 20 plus year reiki master who has um master teacher students and students and students underneath her so she actually runs reiki circle and is starting this month near like the second tuesday of the month to actually teach a beginner energy anatomy course that will touch on reiki but also other hands-on modalities so people kind of have that beginner space um we're not looking to like crank out a two mints but we are (laughs) like weekend warrior style here's one and tomorrow you're a two but we do want to create the space for people to come and learn and learn enough to be able to do things like share i love that and there's Um, so many ways to access the healing energy so it's amazing that she's doing that um, she has a really mixed history of things she studied, including shamanism and journey work and craniosacral and all sorts of hands-on healing. Um, and that's why I really wanted this learning space. I wanted people to get to start to talk about things like plant spirit medicine. And we have to start somewhere. So we're starting with energy anatomy. And then um, we also have a heathenry study and community circle believe it or not, as we've been here, we've learned that one of the most underserved metaphysical, magical pagan communities is actually like modern heathenry, which um, throws away a lot of its questionable past and, you know, opens us up to something new. So we actually have Eliza, who's 
amazing. She is a scholar and actually practicing, and she is going to start doing a monthly like meetup space for heathenry. And that's normally the first Thursday of the month. And then we have a few other kind of fun events coming up. So I wanted to make sure to tell you about this because you asked about this. So we are doing two nights, the Friday and Saturday before Valentine's Day. The first night, which is Friday, is a self-love or singles evening. We'll have three or four different magical stations upstairs and it's a ticketed event. And you can come and do all sorts of ritual and practice that is either for self-love or bringing love to you. For singles, and then Saturday will be the same event, but different practices for couples. Ooh, I love that. Do you have to bring your your significant if uh, they're not into magic? No, I don't care who you bring with you. If you tell me that your best friend is your wife, I'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect for you. Yeah, I'm. Um, it's more just that because it's not a massive space, although it's a magical space, we really want to serve all of you well. And so we want to leave you more than enough space to do what you're looking to do. Also, we're excited because I, you know, we serve cheese and crackers and grapes. And I said to Jess this time, I said, okay, instead of cheese and crackers and grapes, give me some aphrodisiacs. What can we serve? So we've got a plan. Um, and then we have a weekend coming up this month where there will actually be tarot readings upstairs and I am looking at starting a monthly Sunday morning witches tea where you can come, we can talk magic, you can ask questions, we will serve you a little bit of magical tea and send you on your way. I love that. That's right up my alley. To do. Yeah. And a lot of people like they just we are known for having safe space. Inclusive safe space. I realize that that doesn't happen a lot of places. We really just want inclusive space where we can have conversations and talk about things. Perfect. This is one of the easiest ways for us to do that. And I mean, we make great tea. Who doesn't want me to serve it to you hot? Piping <laughs> hot tea, no matter if it's gossip or out of a tea kettle. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> so one, one other way you can practice self-love is just surrounding yourself with other supportive people in the community. We have a lot of people who just dip in to come in and hey, say hi. I have people who come on the afternoons only because my sister works on the afternoons and I love hanging out with her. Um, we're that kind of space. People come in and say hi to mom. Everyone in town calls her mom. We, you know, just inclusive, welcoming space, which these days is harder and harder to come by. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Where can they find you online? So you can find us under every social media platform in the world at, at Spill the Tea Sis Apothecary. And our website is spilltheteasis.com. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty simple. And if you spend $50, it ships free to you. Um, so like that's two candles. It's really easy to get us to ship it free to you. And then I'm sure that I will provide you with all the links, but really our Facebook and Instagram page are most active. And Facebook has all of the event listings as well as like you can get on the website and download the calendar for events. I'll have everything in the show notes. So don't worry if you missed that. So. I'm sure I missed something. <laughs> and you know, I hope we'll get back together in the spring and talk about revitalization because really abundance and opening doors and money magic is my bag. Um, it's 
my favorite space besides for love and self-love that is really where i shine and we have like really big things coming this spring but i just cannot say anything until the contracts are done all right well i'll definitely have to have you back then so we can do some magic in the springtime yeah yes i would love that thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it yeah Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode of Intuition Speaks. If you love what I do, consider supporting me on Patreon. Over there, I have an amazing, extensive Akashic Healing Library full of audios with healing intention and beautiful meditation music. Or if you would like an Akashic reading, please make sure you find my links in the show notes. If you like this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss out on another one. And be sure to share it with someone who would enjoy this podcast. Thank you again and until next time.